Survivor 41 is right around the corner, and that makes it a great time to become a patron of Rob Has a Podcast. This season, we're going to be doing a brand new patron-only Survivor Q&A call-in show where you can call in and ask your questions to me about each week's episode of Survivor. That's just one of the shows in our patron podcast feed. Plus, you also get early access to a podcast during the Survivor season, an invitation to our patron-only budget draft, and much more in our patron community on Facebook and Discord. Start of a new season is a great time to get involved with our patron community. Hope to see you there at robhaswebsite.com slash patron. That's robhaswebsite.com slash patron. you stay here and listen Your life will never be the same Cause we're talking with T-Bird now And this T-Bird you cannot change Yeah, that's right. Talking with T-Bird is back to close out season <laughs> number two. And we have very fittingly the two-time winner of Survivor. That would be Sandra Diaz-Twine. And let's bring in the queen of tracking down survivors for our interview series. That would be none other than Teresa T-Bird Cooper. T-Bird. Oh, my gosh, Rob. Talking with T-Bird finale season two. This is it with the majesty. How can we do any better? I don't think we can. Uh, T-Bird, it's been a minute since our last talking with T-Bird when we talked with Michaela. Uh, I've missed hearing your wonderful voice. Oh, Rob, I know you've been so busy. I have missed you too, which makes this one we're doing today even sweeter. Get to talk to you. So much is happening right now. I know you're covered up busy. I know you've just finished the top 40, so kudos Mm -hmm. to you and your team. Y'all did a great job. What loyalty um, that you had pulling that together and sticking with it. So I know it was a lot of work. We didn't miss a week. Yeah. That was a lot. So thank you for that. I know 36 you were weeks up to straight three to eight. cover 40 seasons. Oh my I missed one. I missed one when I was moving. I also moved uh, during that time across the country. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So to another state. Yeah. Well, don't forget to another state. Yeah. The you top moved. 40 so rankings was easy. The, the move was hard. Yeah. Yeah. So and then 3 a.m. this morning, you were up finishing it up. Yep. So and then I got to mention this. You were actually doing my tradition. I believe after you stayed up till 3 a.m., you got on the treadmill. Your wife drug you to the gym and you were on the treadmill this morning fulfilling my tradition for the Talking with T-Birds. Yeah, I I had to wake up very early also that I was uh, doing uh, a uh, interview with uh, CBS in Pittsburgh on one of their morning shows. And so it was a quick turnaround. And then once I was up, then I said, okay, well, now I'm just like, uh, you know, it, like, let, let's just get really crazy. And so I had been doing some running uh, with Nicole lately. And so, uh, yeah, we went down to the gym. So is this a new thing for you, the running? 
You didn't do a lot of running before, no, did you? No, I, I, I've, the, the, Nicole is the runner, and then uh, she has uh, allowed me to join her. But then I've also uh, heard from her that she doesn't like when I talk so much on the runs. <laughs> right. un, un, hopefully, unlike so, the listeners of the podcast, she really actually prefers uh, me not talking. Right. Yeah, I, I I would have to agree with on that. I have to have my music kicking mm-hmm. in. I have to be in the zone when I'm running. Mm-hmm. So I think Nicole, has she got to be in the zone as well? She, yeah, usually she's in the zone. Okay, so Rob, you just mentioned being on the uh, CBS Pittsburgh. I saw that yeah. on your clip, on your Instagram. Congratulations! Seeing you there Look, on the big screen, that's awesome! We're one week away from the Survivor premiere. Got it, got it. Ch- talk about season 41. Oh my gosh. Can you believe we finally back into the season starting up? How exciting is that? I so know much hype. Everyone is so excited. I'm excited. T Bird, do you have any favorites for season 41? Okay. So I don't want to put you on the spot. Gosh. Well, I haven't done a lot of, I haven't really looked at the cat. Usually okay, that's I fine. would already study. Studied the cast pretty good. Mm-hmm. I haven't really done that so much, but there is a flight attendant that is out there mm-hmm. this season. It's going to be out there. Yeah. So, Ricard. Um, Ricard. And so, Ricard and I seem to have a few things in common. He's a flight attendant. He's got two children, a boy and a girl, and he grew up in Atlanta. I mean, I know his promo stuff doesn't say Atlanta. But he grew up in Atlanta. He went to, you know, middle school here, was born here. Mm-hmm. So we have a lot in common. So I've actually I've talked to him a little bit already. And so, you know, it's kind of like, you know, once you kind of have something in common with somebody, I think it makes you kind of gravitate towards them. Um, so I've got to get in here and I will before it starts and, and look at these other cast members because I know that I'm going to have a, I know they're going to be great. Yeah, and I know they're equally excited for this thing to get started too, because you know how it is—how excited you get waiting for it to happen. Mm-hmm. Well, you, well, I—I'm not sure. I think you were probably excited for Amazon. I'm not sure how excited you were, were for All Stars. <laughs> well, I was excited to go. But I wasn't excited for the air. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Well, Tiberta, speaking of uh, getting going, uh, let's uh, let's uh, start to make our way to talking with Sandra, if that's okay with you. Yes. Okay. Well, let me first also thank our sponsor. Those are our friends over at uh, BetterHelp. Uh, this podcast is sponsored by BetterHelp. Is there something interfering with your happiness or preventing you from achieving your goals? Uh, for me, it can often be uh, being uh, very overwhelmed uh, with my work. And then I uh, end up sort of like uh, putting off a lot of other things that I uh, should be uh, talking or thinking about. Uh, BetterHelp will assess your needs and match you with your own licensed professional therapist, you can start communicating in under 48 hours. It's not a crisis line. It's not self-help. It's professional therapy done securely online. Uh, There's a broad range of expertise available, uh, which may not be uh, locally available in many areas. And that's why uh, this service is available for clients worldwide. Just log into your account anytime, send a message uh, to your therapist, and you'll get timely and thoughtful responses that you can schedule weekly video or phone sessions so you won't ever have to sit in an uncomfortable waiting room as you might with traditional therapy. BetterHelp is committed to facilitating great therapeutic matches so they make it easy and free to change therapists if needed. And 
It's more affordable than traditional offline therapy and financial aid is available. BetterHelp wants you to start living a happier life today. Visit their website and you can read testimonials that are posted daily. Visit betterhelp.com slash RJP. That's better H-E-L-P dot com slash RJP and join the over 2 million people who've taken charge of their mental health with the help of an experienced professional. In fact, so many people have been using BetterHelp that they're recruiting additional therapists in all 50 states. It's a special offer for RHAP listeners. Get 10% off your first month at betterhelp.com slash RHAP. That's betterhelp.com slash RHAP. T-Bird, are you ready to bring uh, in yes, I Sandra? Am. Yes, let's bring in and the queen stays queen. All right, here we go. All right. We would be introduced to our guest today when she was just 29 years old. This is when her journey to royalty Survivor royalty would begin. She is an Army veteran, former bank teller, and legal secretary born in Stamford, Connecticut. She is married to Marcus, a career soldier, and together they have two beautiful daughters, Tatiana, 24, and Alana, 22. She has a passion for dogs and a special affinity for Pomeranians. And the fairy tale begins. Once upon a time, Christmas. 2002, while watching the Marquesa Survivor finale, Jeff mentioned, if you think you have what it takes, go to CBS.com and put in an application. Between that suggestion, her new computer, and being inspired by the 25-year-old kid that she watched named Rob Mariano, she decided her New Year's resolution, which she said she had always failed at, would be to apply for Survivor. Quote, I'm going to do whatever it takes to win, end quote. But she thought she'd be the first one to go home. Her business model was simple. Quote, keep strategizing and stay one step ahead of everyone else, end quote. Her plan proved to be a success. She would win in a six-to-one vote. She is direct, sassy, intuitive, bright, real, confident with self-awareness, strong at jury management, with an anybody-but-me strategy. She would be asked back for All-Stars, but due to parasites picked up from Pearl Islands, was not healthy enough to go. She would then be asked back for fans versus favorites, but was cut the night before she was supposed to fly out when the season theme changed. Then there was Heroes versus Villains, and this, quote, villain who knows her strengths and knows how to minimize her weaknesses, would win in a six to three to zero vote, becoming the first two-time winner. She went on to play in Game Changers on Island of the Idols as a mentor and then season 40 winners at war. Her motivation always being the money. If I want adventure, I'll buy an airline ticket, she said. Now, at 47, she has said, quote, I'm happy to go into retirement. I did the best I could with what I had. At the end of the day, I'm still queen and I'll always stay the queen, end quote. Retirement or not, she has left us with priceless entertaining moments from tarp taking, fish spilling, hat burning, sugar stealing, to name only a few, and her legacy will live on forever. I welcome the survivor legend, my friend, and the queen stays queen, Sandra Diaz-Twine, who recently 
accurately rapped to her fans, quote, I understood the assignment, end quote. And a friendly reminder, if you've forgotten, she can get loud too. I present Your Majesty the Queen. Wow. That's pretty good. Oh my God. I'm like, dang, she's spot on. Lord, where'd you <laughs> yeah. get all that information from? Sandra, what was better, uh, T Bird's intro or the giant statue of you? The statue. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, Sandra, thank you so much for being with us today. My pleasure, T-Bird. Where'd you get all that information from? Like, that's, that well, was a, that was a spy good stuff. like you. Oh, Just wow. watching you in the you bushes. Ready. No, was but ready. everything was I- spot on. Like, it was 100% accurate. Like, wow. Yay. Yeah. Well, job, Sandra, I don't know who's more I don't know who's more excited about this, me or me. But thanks again <laughs> for being here. There's there's so much to <laughs> oh, cover with pleasure. you. So we appreciate it. Thank you. Yes. Thank you. Sandra, this is such an honor to have you here because uh you are the winner of uh the number three and the number one best season of the show as voted by the listeners of Rob is a podcast. And I've watched both of your seasons uh, in uh, the last, like, uh, 14 days. So the entire season? Oh, my God. Well, thank you to everyone at Rob Has a Podcast who voted. And that's crazy. So season three, so the number three is the Pearl Islands. And the number one is Heroes versus Villains. And first of all, they were both phenomenal casts. Like, everyone... Uh, you know, it was good stuff and the theme was good and everything about those two seasons was awesome, you know. Um, but there's only things that there's only what two or three things that remain constant, which is both me and Rupert were on both of them. Mm-hmm. And, you know, Rupert is awesome, too. Um, I can't take all the credit, but uh, why not? Gosh, after so <laughs> many years, I can't believe like 20 seasons later that heroes versus villains would still be on top. And then with the Pearl islands, uh, you know, that would have been what, how many seasons later, uh, 13 minus, uh, what is it? 27. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That makes sense. Yeah. Wow. That's awesome. Yeah. And I saw that Kageyam so- was number two. Yeah. That's good. <laughs> but then season 40 where Tony won the second time was season what, what number well, was that? That was seven. One? That was seven. And, and okay, uh, it I was controversial. It yeah. Yeah. Oh, so did it get a lot of votes? It, it, it did. Some people, some people really liked it. Other people uh, don't like it as much. Uh, there's a, uh, you know, very little controversy when we get to the top seasons. Oh, okay. But wow. Wow. That's awesome. <laughs> yeah. Sandra, we didn't uh, get to hear from you after season 40. Uh, what, what did you make of Tony joining you in uh, the two-time winner club? I thought he did a great job. I mean, Tony was always, uh, uh, he's always a big personality. And then he toned it down. And I guess he learned his lesson from Game Changers when we voted him mm-hmm. out so quickly to just like calm down, settle down. No one's going to play a fast paced game. And he took, you know, that beat down uh, and 
turned it into, you know, his winning season. And he did an awesome job, like, you know, being at the end with Sarah and Michelle and Natalie mm-hmm. um, in that final four. Like, and I always tell people, listen, the fact that he had Sarah, who was his ally in the game, his closest ally. And still he told her, look, I'm going to climb the tree. And then you come over there and talk to whoever so that I can hear what they're saying. You know, like he didn't trust her word, only the fact that, Hey, bring them to the water. Well, I want to hear for myself. And she did it. You know, like he was still Mm -hmm. running the game, you know? If it would have been me, I would have been like, yo, I'll just let you know what they say. Why do I have specifically, why do I have to specifically go to the water well to get you the information? You know, why can't I walk down a different path and still let you know what they're saying? But no, he was like, I want to, you know, like he had to be present. So although you might be his ally, he still doesn't trust you a thousand percent. And, you know, she's a strong player, but she still did what he said. He deserved that money. And he won a bunch of challenges. You know, he wasn't known as a challenge beast, you know, to win immunities. So I was rooting for him the whole entire time. But Sandra, you were the only one that said, look, we got to get Tony out of this game. You gave you gave Denise the idol. You said you have vote, vote out Tony. And if she would have listened to you, then he wouldn't have been the winner of that season. No, but what I told Denise was to vote out Jeremy. I wanted Jeremy to go home and Tony actually wanted to keep Jeremy. And the minute Jeremy came over, it was like they became buddy, buddy. And I took a back seat. It was me and Kim. And then right before tribal council, Denise tells me, I don't think I could do it. I don't think I could vote out Jeremy. And then I'm like, oh, my God, Give me the aisle back. you know. No, no, no. I never said, give me the idol back. I don't think she was going to ever give it to me. I just simply said, um, you know, as long as it's not me, I don't give a damn. Meaning, you know, now the only ones that's left is Tony or Kim. And I just walked away. We really didn't have a long conversation. It was quick. It was minutes before having, you know, a lockdown and to leave. And I just walked off. But after talking to her when it was all said and done and the season finished, you know, she told me that I was being pushy about the idol and she felt like she was the one that was going to get blood on her hands and I was going to take credit for the move. And I was like, I would have, but down the line, <laughs> you know, not immediately because I didn't want to right know away. what I was doing. Yeah. Um, but you know, there's a lot of coulda, woulda, shoulda, you know how that mm-hmm. is. But initially I wanted Jeremy to go. Sandra. So Rob, let me jump in here with Sandra because I kind of wanted to start back and ask her one question from the very beginning that I think a lot of her fans might want to know. What did you do for your audition video that started this whole thing in motion? Oh, so what happened was I lived in Fort Lewis, Washington, and we lived, um, you know, like in duplexes, everybody attached like apartment A through F maybe. And everyone there was a survivor fan. And after every um, episode, we would hang around outside and talk about it. So I told them, look, I'm going to apply. And I want you guys, like I made this whole skit up and I was going to put on my uniform. I had recently gotten out of the army and it still fit me. And I was like, I'm going to be barking orders. I'm going to pretend I'm a drill sergeant. And everyone said, yeah, Sandra, do it. Yeah, we're going to be in your video. 
or whatever. Well, when the deadline was looming and push came to shove, everyone had something to do. And I made the video in my kitchen and I was pissed off, you know, and I was mad at my husband, too, because he was like, they're not going to pick you. Um, you're going to be the first one voted out. You you won't know how to survive. You hear what you want to hear. You love the gossip. You're always lying. Like everything was awful. And I set up my video camera and I just started talking to the video camera. And every time I mess up, I would start all over. But I knew what points I wanted to hit, you know, about my life. And um, before you know it, I had this perfect three minute video. But in my tone, I guess the producers could tell that I was still mad about the whole situation, you know, <laughs> because I'm now having to make the video all by myself after I, you know, careful planning. Um but then they called me and it worked out and I ended up being on the show. So it was crazy. Um, but back then it was like a long process. It wasn't like an overnight thing. Now, you know, I guess they do auditions at the last minute and, mm -hmm. and, you know, get the videos and then they tell the people and then they go. But back then it took months before you heard anything back from them, you know? So Sandra, Sandra, this might be, you might have just answered this question. So as you progress through all these seasons, what advice did Marcus give you? Or did after that happened and you got cast and won, did he just not say a word? But what, what was the best advice given to you from your husband, Marcus, or your girls, uh, Taniana or Alana? Well, back then it was just, you know, just take it one day at a time. And uh, my husband always would tell me that I wasn't a team player. Like I get mad if I lose or, uh, you know, he was like, just be nice. You don't want to be a, um, a sore sport. Like just, uh, what do you call those people? There's a word for it. Uh, when, when like the team loses and then they don't congratulate you, you know, sore losers. <laughs> Sports. Yeah. Sort. Yeah. 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 Well, let's, we'll use that one. That might've been it. Um, but yeah, you're like sore loser. Yeah, <laughs> I don't know. Exactly, I mean... cause, Cause I am a sore loser, but um, <laughs> I want to say that's kind of in the realm of what he told me because he was like, listen, you could be a little bit strong. So just relax and say, thank you. And even going back to play on heroes versus villains, my husband would say, you know, they're going to come after you first. You know, you're going to be one of the first voted off, if not the first voted off. And, um, you know, don't be mean about it when you get your torch snuff, which is going to happen. Um, just turn around and say thank you or be nice, but don't be a sore loser because, you know, people don't like sore losers. So he just stuck that in my brain and I was like, okay, so when that happens, but then it never happened on Heroes versus Villains. Mm -hmm. And, uh, and then I so, went on to playing Game Changers and then it finally happened. I told Jeff, I was like, you've been dying to snuff my torch. <laughs> so Sandra, when you got off the plane and Marcus picked you up after Heroes versus Villains, did you, I, I know you had a cute little smirk for sure, but did you tell him anything or did you let it play out on the big screen for him and your daughter? <laughs> No, I always told my husband the truth both times, but he would never believe me. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and even on the Pearl Islands, you have to remember, he came out for the family visit and he was the first one thrown in the ocean. Yeah. And then back then we didn't have cell phones like we do now. And, you know, CBS called him and emailed him or whatever and told him to come and pick me up at the airport. That was the only communication. 
Um, and so when he picked me up from the airport, he was like, did you get voted off that night right after Rupert? And I was like, no, I made it to the end. And he didn't believe me because he's like, you're so, you're always lying. And I was like, so every <laughs> night we go through the same story. We talk about it. And I'm like, no, I know I'm going to at least get a hundred thousand dollars if Lil won, which I think she did because, you know, my physical, uh, the way I played the game physically always got brought up. You know, like, oh, you know, she's she can't swim. She can't do this. She's not a um, a physical attribute to the tribe. And then in Heroes versus Villains, you know, uh, my husband was in Afghanistan and my my uncle went out there, but they still knew like, you know, there's a lot of good players still out there in the game and there's no way Sandra's going to get to the end. So the same thing and heroes versus villains. I actually told my family to just leave me alone and that I got voted out final four, which final four was the last episode uh, because it was still four players in the game. And then they expected me to get voted off that part. They didn't know. I just said, I made it to final four and then, you know, it's perfect because the whole episode goes from, final four to the winner so i was still in that episode so i just kept it simple mm -hmm. now sandra i had wanted to know after watching the season so when you played and, and you came home uh it sounds like you didn't know for sure in uh pearl islands did you know in heroes versus villains that you were the winner of the season after everybody cast their vote Absolutely not. Especially, you know, sitting in that tribal council and coach saying, you know, uh, you're worthless. Like, you, I don't know why you're even out here. And then giving poverty so much praise about winning so many immunity, uh, um, necklaces. And then not only that, she was target number one, day one on our tribe, right. you know? So no, um, sitting there, the only two votes that I knew I had for sure were, I knew I had Courtney's vote and I had a sense that I had Rupert's vote, but I wasn't a thousand percent sure. But everything after that was, uh, you know, having my fingers crossed, you know. Did you ever imagine going into it that the final four would be all villains on Heroes versus Villains? Oh, no, absolutely not. And that's what worried us. The fact that there were so many heroes still on the uh, on the jury, you know, that's why they wanted to make sure that it was all villains at the end, no matter what. So, mm -hmm. Sandra, did you like that they put you on the villains tribe or would you have preferred to have been on the heroes tribe? <laughs> Initially, when it all started, I wanted to be on the Heroes Tribe because I was like, why am I a villain? And I raised my hand and I asked Jeff, why right. am I a villain? He was like, because you'd, you'd, you'd stab your own mother in the back for a million dollars. And then I was like, oh, okay, if that's what makes me a villain, then so be it. But in hindsight, <laughs> and after watching the whole season pan out and all the players that were out there, they put me where I belonged. <laughs> yeah. You know, for me, like being out there, one thing I didn't like about the Heroes Tribe was that whole banana etiquette about having to raise your hand every time you wanted a banana. Like, villains don't function like that. Mm -hmm. uh, we were totally different. It was like, fend for yourself. If you find it, you eat it. Do whatever you want. Every man for himself. And that's what we did. Sandra, what was your best villain move? Or your favorite? Well, my, my best move, I think at that point, and I had several because I remember when it was time for me and Courtney, uh, you know, like, um, Russell came up to me and said, why should I keep you over Courtney? And I'm sure he said the same thing to Courtney. And I said, Russell, if you allow me to go 
to the merge. Just simply make the merge. Um, and you're in the final, in, in the final three and I'm on that jury. I promise you that I'll give you my million dollar vote. And that's all I had to say for him to carry me over to the merge and pick me over Courtney. And then in the final four, I did the same thing. I was like, if you vote me out now instead of Jerry, I promise you that I will vote for Jerry. You know, poverty will definitely have, um, Danielle's vote. Jerry will have Kobe and Rupert's vote as well. And then if one more person votes for either one of them, you just lost the whole game. And that was it. And a lot of people don't know that or, you know, have never heard me say that, which is what I always say is what happened. Um, but at the same time, you know, you have to really mentally play these people. And, and I did that, you know, that was my strategy. Like, if you don't pick me, I'm not voting for you and you just lost. So your, your best move is keeping me. And that's what he did. Mm-hmm. Can I ask, going back to the first, uh, villains tribal council that we were still stumped on, uh, why did Randy go home first over poverty? Everybody's so worried about poverty. Uh, the idol hasn't been found yet. Well, why was it Randy that was the first boot? Well, I didn't know at that. Well, first of all, he rolled his ankle in the challenge and his foot was swollen and he was limping all over the place. Second of all, by the, the time we got closer to tribal council, the machete went missing it and grew then legs. it grew legs and it was pinned on Randy and we didn't know any better, you know, um, and we were just simply told that, you know, he was being horrible to the tribe. He wasn't being uh, a good, you know, like that whole scenario of a good tribe, a good tribe mate. And he, you know, he sabotaged us and he threw uh, the machete in the ocean or whatever. So you just roll with the punches. And I, and for me too, like, I remember Randy telling me um, at the beginning, like minute five into the game, like we've decided that if and when we lose, uh, poverty goes first because she's a winner. And right then and there, I'm like, you know, do you not know who I am? Why would you tell me that? That means after poverty goes home, I'm next. Mm-hmm. Why would I allow that to happen? So there was various reasons why it couldn't be and it shouldn't be poverty first for me, mm-hmm. for, for Sandra. Yeah. Um, and that was, you know, one of the reasons. Sandra, if you had been able to go on All Stars and if they hadn't changed the theme on fans versus favorites, how do you think you would have done in those two seasons once you saw it play out with the players? I don't know. I think maybe the first time, by, by then so many of those players knew each other um, and, you know, always hung out together. I don't think it probably would have fared well for me. And even in... Um, it didn't uh, go great for it, me, Sandra. Yeah, well, you know what? Mm-hmm. Because they see you, you know, as as a target, like... Mm-hmm. And I think me and Rupert coming in there and them not knowing anything about us, they would have felt it was unfair. Um, but like T-Bird said, I found out I had parasites. Didn't even know it until I got the checkup for, for All-Stars. And um, and then for the second one, uh, Micronesia. Was it Micronesia? Fans versus favorites. Yeah. Um, for the uh-huh. second one, like she said, the night before they cut me, I thought they were calling me to give me the itinerary about what time the car was picking me up taking me to the airport and it didn't happen but i think it wasn't meant to be you know they always placed me at the right time you know i have Mm -hmm. to say that i give them credit for that you know that enough time has passed by where people forget about me Mm -hmm. so it worked out definitely 
Yeah, it definitely worked out. I don't think I would have done good. I can't speculate. Like, I didn't know anyone, like, on Heroes versus Villains, the only ones I knew was, uh, Candace and Rupert. Rupert because I played with him and Candace because we lived in the same town. Other than that, I didn't know a soul. I didn't know Boston Rob. I didn't know Courtney. I didn't know, you know, none of them other than watching them on TV. I know T-Bird said in the intro that uh, you would watch Survivor Marquesas and Boston Rob was your favorite. You said in Heroes vs. Villains that uh, you had watched uh, Boston Rob on television. That That's all true? That you uh, that, that was the person that you uh, liked the most on the show back then? Yes, and even when you fill out the application back then, that 100-page uh, application, it says what, what Survivor you most like and who do you like, and I wrote Boston Rob. Mm-hmm. I did. I'll never change my story. Mm-hmm. God, and that's amazing. Again, just incredible to, to Rob because he did. Boston Rob didn't even make the jury on Marquesa. That's you know that he was such a standout then to you and to so many others. Really speaks volumes for him. Well, what was it that he did that really stood out to you? For me, it was just like he didn't have a filter. Like he mm-hmm. said, what was on his mind? He spoke. I don't know that it was the truth, but he just said it like it yeah. was. And he wasn't afraid of anyone and to compete. And he was just there to, you know, to get business done. And I was like, man, I just, I just love Boston Rob. And yeah. I still do, you know, yeah, we had our issues along the way. Um, but at the end of the day, there's nothing I wouldn't do for him if he, had, you know what I'm saying? Like, I'm sorry for those that don't feel the way I do about Boston Rob, but I just was like, man, um, that's the kind of person I want to, you know, play similarly mm-hmm. like because no one is the same, you know, you know, he's a physical, he could, he'll throw down in any challenge where I'm like, oh, no, that's women. Hell no. You know, like we're, we're different. But at the same time, I felt like we were so similar. You know, we were both from up north. He's Italian. I'm Puerto Rican. And we just say it like it is. That's <laughs> it. Yeah. He was my favorite player too, uh, going in and the person that I said that I don't know if I would have like played exactly like him, but what I loved about him when I watched him on Marquesas was the way that he would talk to the people at home. Like it felt Mm -hmm. like that he was talking to you in your living room when you were watching the show. And I think that you also have that. And I think that that's one of the reasons why the fans connect with you so much is that I feel like you do especially tell it like it is to the people at home and tell them about what you're thinking about the other people that you're out there. Yeah. I mean, I just gravitated towards him. Like, like this new season that's coming up, you hear their little three second clip on Instagram and there's people you'll gravitate to and people automatically that you're like, Oh, I got to see a little bit more, you know, but with Boston Rob, I was like, dang. And, and like you said, not that I necessarily would play like him because, you know, the people are different. The themes are different. Uh, you know, whether there's an idol or an advantage, every season is different. You, no matter how many times you've played, you still get butterflies in your stomach when it all begins, you know, but you just have to adapt and, you know, he was to me, you know, and although he did get voted out early, there was just something about him. And I just gravitated towards that. Sandra, I, I wanted to, to read you what Boston Rob said about you just yesterday. OK. Oh, wow. What did he say? It better be good. Or I'm calling his ass when this, <laughs> when this and, interview is over, because I know he fell off oh, his scooter. So awkward. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So this is a this is a direct quote. Exactly what he said. 
I love Sandra and the time we spent together on Survivor, especially on Heroes versus Villains and the Island of the Idols. It was so cool to have a statue with her, and we shared a special experience on Easter Sunday on the Island of the Idols Summit. I'll let her tell you the story, but we finally got to the top of the mountain. She is a legend in the Survivor community and someone I consider a friend. Boston Rock. Oh, oh, that's awesome. I love it. And like I said, he fell off his scooter yesterday. Um, uh, I saw it on Instagram yeah, I and I made a comment. <laughs> What'd you <laughs> I say? I was like, poor hey. thing. I yeah. wrote, um, I start, I immediately thought of TikTok. Oh no. Oh no. Oh no, 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 no. So I wrote all of that. Mm-hmm. And then I was like, I hope you get better. Like, you know, because he, he does, you know, his hands are for his construction business. Sure. So, I mean, he's going to be down for a little while, but he's in good hands. My God, he's mm-hmm. got five women looking after him. <laughs> so uh, Sandra, you talk about TikTok, TikTok. What about your, your, I saw your Instagram and your Facebook where you've done this cute little thing about, um, I understood the assignment. That is so cute. Have you seen that, Rob? I did see it. And I said, what, what, Sandra's on TikTok? Wow. Well, I, I, I want, I joined TikTok a while back, but then I really, I didn't want to copy like, um, Lauren or, um, Kelly. or, um, Kelly that were big into all the survivor stuff. Like I didn't just want to answer questions. Like I could do that all day and I'd probably have a lot of content being that I've been on Mm-hmm. five different seasons but i just want to do something different and i'm not weeks will go by before i even jump on instagram or tw- twitter or tiktok like i'm always on facebook at least once a day to say happy birthday to whoever i have to say happy birthday to uh but they tagged me on the i understood the assignment and then i told my daughter oh i've never done a duet and and, and i want to be like i understood the assignment and so she helped me st- patch it together or whatever it wasn't that hard but i don't remember it now the process and then all of a sudden it got like over sixty thousand views i'm like what so that was crazy yeah yeah congratulations keep them coming yeah yeah Thank and keep you. them coming sandra I but I'm so busy. Like it has to be the perfect thing for me. And that was perfect because my daughter was like, Mom, there's a thing that you understood the assignment. And then I watched others do it. And I was like, Oh, I just gotta say three words. Okay, I could do that. Mm-hmm. Well, four <laughs> words. I understood You're a the natural, assignment. Sandra. <laughs> <laughs> Thank S- you. Sandra, what what was the I mean, other than the money, other than the money, because I know it was all about the money the whole time you applying for all these. But what was the best thing to come out of Survivor for you other than the money? At the end of the day, it would have to be the total experience, like each and every time, even the times I was voted off, like just the total experience of it all. And the fact that what, 17, 18 years later, you know, I still come up in conversations. I never set out that first time uh, to even make it to the end. I just would tell myself, you know, no matter what or when I get voted out, I'll still make more money than at my at my job, at my Monday through Friday job, you know, which back then was on the weekends too. But anyway, yeah. um, so I, I still, yeah, it was the money, but at the end now in hindsight and looking back, like, I don't think that I would change too many things if I had a time machine. Like I wouldn't change a damn thing on the Pearl Islands. I wouldn't change a damn thing on Heroes versus Villains. 
And they, uh, you know, and game changes, that's different because that was a total tribe swap that screwed mm-hmm. me. And what then, could you have done? Right. Yeah. Like you really can't do much. And then it, it would have been, if I would have changed anything, it would have been season 40. I still would have stayed true to my mentality of as long as it's not me, not give a damn who gets voted out. And that's where my error began, worrying about other people and people I considered friends. And thinking about others, you know, I should have just kept it simple. Um, but other than that, I think it would be my whole experience total, the whole complete package. You know, you never, like I said, people, you play the game and then you're like, Oh, okay. Oh no, I'll never play again. I'm a winner. And even if they invite me back, I'll be among the first to go home. It's not going to be much of anything. One episode, two episode tops. No, my God, it has been a wonderful experience for me. The entire time. Sandra, have you paid attention to uh, what's coming up with season 41? Oh, yeah. About what? 26 days and they had to quarantine for, for 14? <laughs> yeah, I, 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 I think that. So, yeah, there's a few different uh, changes. One, uh, the game is shorter. Uh, <laughs> that they have the monster where it sounds like that they're making uh, the conditions tougher. Uh, what do you think about those changes to the game? Well, you, I understand the reason why they did the whole 26 days. Yeah. I get it. Um, I'm kind of jealous. I wish that a oh. couple of times I had only been out there for 26 days, to yeah. be honest with you. Yeah, because they still win the same amount of money that you had to play 39 days to win a million dollars. Yeah, I mean, but it, it's not their fault. Like, I don't hold it against the contestants. It's just the times sure. we're living in right now. So I totally get it. Like, yeah. I'm not one to, like, sit here and complain and write a whole paragraph about it. But um, as far as the monster, if them going back to basics is the monster, then I want to see it because I always felt that along the way, when it came to rewards, like, it was always just way too much, you know? Like, in the times of Tina, where they were, you know, the water, the, the, the water's dragging their bag of rice to the other you know like Mm -hmm. harsher conditions you know like really make them survive and not just give them you know a helicopter ride to this wonderful buffet i mean i i saw my first reward in heroes versus villains in the pro islands i didn't get crap Mm -hmm. nobody took me anywhere i didn't get anything you know like you want that for them you're like yo you need to win this million dollars but you need to suffer a little bit too everything can't be handed to you and then for instance on game changers just about almost every single person having an idol at tribal council that was a bit much for me yeah so i just need to see you know and then less production meddling you know all these tribe swaps just because things get stagnant like hey it's not stagnant on my end i'm doing what i'm supposed to do i'm supposed to line up my people and make sure i'm in the majority and then when you see that happen oh it's stagnant nobody's talking everybody's setting their ways let's change it up tribe swap like what the fuck no yeah I don't know if they're going to do less of that. I haven't heard that they're going to do uh, less uh, tribe swaps, but uh, we'll, 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 yeah, we'll see. <laughs> and the other big change for season 41 is with this uh, really diverse cast and with talking about like for a lot of the different fans, like uh, how much it meant to uh, different people to have you as a winner, uh, not once, but twice. And there's so many people that, you know, uh, really just uh, worship you and, what you've done and were able to accomplish. I thought that was really cool in Island of the Idols when Vince came out to uh, see you and he was just uh, so blown away to like uh, be in your presence as somebody who grew up 
watching you. I think it's going to be really exciting to uh, see this new cast in season th- uh, 41. You know what? I actually went yesterday to the CBS website to really see the bios after seeing all their little highlights on Instagram and um, nothing popped up. So where are you seeing that, uh, you know, that my name comes up? Because I want to actually read it like that. I know who to get behind because I love to root for those, uh, you know, that 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 like me as well. You know, Mm -hmm. I want to know who they are. Yeah. Where'd you see that at? Yeah, they have the bios up on the different websites. Let me see if I can find some links to send you. Because when I clicked on CBS.com, the only thing that came up for cast was season 40. Mm -hmm. Yeah, they could update the website. And I was like, why wouldn't they have it? Mm, Yeah, that's crazy. Hey, Sandra, in in my introduction for you, I had said how your self-awareness is so good. and, And the way you can get into people's heads is Quite amazing, and I think one of one of the best examples of that is in Pearl Islands um, when you went over to the other tribe to take their tarp, and um, mm-hmm. I watched that clip several times. I, I love that clip, so um, I kind of wanted to let you know if you don't remember what some of the other players thought about you doing that. Hey, Rob, do you want to pull that one clip? Um, from Andrew, sure. so we can let Sandra hear that. Okay, uh, here we go. Tiber Savage here. Uh, quick Sandra story from Pearl Islands about day fifteen. At this point, my tribe, the Morgan tribe, we've lost every single challenge. And when we do, one of the Drakes gets to come to our camp and take one thing. And at that point, we lost so much we didn't have much. Right, we had a machete, a pot to boil our water, and the tarp covering our shelter. That protected us from the monsoons that would come through every other day in the Pearl Islands, just sweep through. They're horrible. Anyway, so Sandra shows up all spit in vinegar. At this point, the Morgans are at her lowest of lows, and Sandra was almost sociopathic, honestly. So she looks at the tarp, <laughs> said, I want that. She went right for the jugular, rips out the tarp. Our shelter is exposed. And uh, Austin chimes in saying he's out. And it was an interesting strategy, right? Because Sandra wanted to kick us when we were at our lowest and to just <laughs> to knock us out, right? And what it did, though, is I was absolutely infuriated. It, I was incensed. So was Rhino, TD. And, and what Sandra did was fascinating because it fueled our comeback. And so the Morgans, that we just went on this wonderful comeback, winning challenges. And part of the fuel, the motivation behind that was revenge, right? Took our tarp and, and she's leaving. She says, oh, good to see everyone. Uh, good night. Don't let the bed bugs bite. <laughs> We're just, just daggers, shooting daggers at her. And uh, so that's my, my Sandra memory. It was, uh, it was <laughs> fascinating and it was beautiful. Honestly, that's how you play Survivor. You know, just, just go for the jugular and hope that it plays out as you plan. But that's my story. That's my memory. Great to always hear from you. Cheers. Wow. That's funny. Look, in my defense, when I went out there, so I didn't know my tribe sent me out there uh, because they kind of uh, in the back of their minds were like, we're going to vote Sandra out anyway. Let her go over there and make them more miserable. 
right? But my tribe, being that we had gotten so much from the island, we thought that they had gotten a bunch of stuff too. And they gave me like one or two or three things that I needed to go get or look for, right? So when I pull up into their camp, there's like nothing there. And I remember them telling me like, if you don't see anything, then maybe they hit it, right? And so I'm actually passing their shelter and looking in the wood line. And then I remember one of the producers saying like, there's nothing here. They didn't hide anything. What's there, it's all they have. And I'm like, what? And so the only thing left to take was the um, uh, the tarp because I remember one of them saying that their blankets had uh, fleas on them, you know? Uh, so they weren't even using their blankets. So the only thing left to take was the tarp. Like we already had our own pots and everything else. So I only took the tarp because they had nothing else. Mm-hmm. Like they didn't do anything at the village, right? You know, they yeah. didn't grab any extra supplies. I don't know why Rhino kept, I was told he kept half the Balboa for a future trip. So they could no come one back. ever mentioned right. a future trip. <laughs> yeah. Um, so they had like absolutely nothing worth taking. So then I took the tarp. Then they got nasty about it. And when they got nasty was when I got a little bit uh, you know, defensive about the whole situation, um, especially Tawana coming after me. So, you know, I didn't mean to be nasty, but you have to remember with me is that anytime I'm provoked, it's because someone did it to me first. Mm-hmm. I've, I'm not one to just start some crap, you know, and they, they just were giving me a horrible vibe. They were being mean. Oh, if you want the tarp, you got to take it down. Okay. Well, yeah. I sure will, you know, um, so I handled my business and left, but I didn't know that my tribe was setting me up too, you know, but it all panned out. It was perfect. Yeah. That's a really funny scene. Uh, that, you know, that's one that I had forgotten about, uh, when, before I had rewatched Pearl Islands. And, uh, that is just a, a really good one when you go and take the tarp and they're just not helping at all. They're like, yeah. they're like and not don't only that, her. he says, he says that I fueled their comeback, but the next challenge that they that they yeah. win was because we threw it. We threw it. And, uh, he got um, mad at fair play for saying that. But we did. We did throw that challenge because, you know, by then people were getting tired of each other. Um, but that 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 time us throwing that challenge and then losing everything after that, that we didn't want to lose always stayed in my head. And I'm like, man, I don't never want to be part of any tribe throwing a challenge because you just never recuperate the way you thought, you know, Mm -hmm. like it just doesn't, it never happens after throwing a challenge. So. Sure. Sandra, do do you think going over there and kind of deflating the morale of the Morgan tribe, do you think that was the, one of the things that kind of pushed Austin to decide, Hey, this is it. I'm done. Do you take any responsibility in that? I think, you know what, when you have that mindset to leave, everything else just adds fuel to the fire. I think that the little fire was already lit and that was just icing on the cake or whatever. I think no matter what, he was going to find a reason to leave. Mm-hmm. Okay. And that didn't you know, help because though, even- I don't guess. Yeah, yeah, it didn't help what I did, but once as my, like, when I went to Edge of Extinction and I told the producers, like, I'm not staying here, I'm leaving. Oh, are you sure? Nah, I'm leaving, I'm leaving, I ain't with this, you know what I'm saying? Like, when your mind is made up, and my mind was made up, I was like, I'll never sit on Edge of Extinction, like, screw that, that's not for me. When your mind is made up, no matter what, you're gonna do it, you know? 
Yep. Yep. Well, you always follow your heart, Sandra, and that's what I think so many of us love about you. You you say what you think and you do how you feel and and you're always all about you. So I, I think that's why we love you so much. One of the reasons. Yeah, but you know what? And let me say this real quick because I never, I don't get a chance to say it too often about uh, Edge of Extinction. Like I know a lot of people didn't agree uh, with me leaving. And I think had I known that I was going to be part of the jury, I think I would have stuck it out. I'm, I can't say for certain that I would have, that that would have changed my mind. Um because I could have easily sat out of, you know, the challenge to go get coconuts or climb mm-hmm. up and down and get a piece of wood. Like I just didn't have to do it. You know what I'm saying? Like if I don't want to do it, I'm not going to do it, whatever. Um, but I had never been part of the jury. And I think that if anything would have stopped me from leaving the edge of extinction was that bit of information. If I had had it, you know, but in my mind, I was like, oh, they're going to do one challenge. And then before you know it, they'll be right behind me. Like they'll all be right behind me. And it wasn't so, but you know, I ended up going to Australia and spending some time there. And a lot of people that actually stayed out there and then didn't return into the game had called me and was like, girl, I should have went with you. But that's only because they didn't get back in the game. They were hopeful. I knew, you know, hey, I can't compete against these people. There's no way that I'm going to be anybody like they're not just going to put a puzzle up there for me to do. It has to be more than that, you know? Um, But yeah, but that's my only, you know, I don't regret leaving because, you know, I had just been in Fiji. I turned around and went home only for 10 days to then turn around and play, uh, you know, in winners at war. I was done with the whole Fiji's period. Mm -hmm. And, um, but had I known that I had potentially made the jury, then I think i want to say that i would have made a different decision Mm -hmm. would you have casted your vote for tony absolutely yeah and and sandra i read something that you had said that um after mentoring on island of the idols that the game has had changed so much and after mentoring that it had opened your eyes to a lot of things what exactly were you referring to on that and the type of gameplay, like, man, Island of the Idols doesn't get the credit that it deserves, um, I feel, because of, you know, the little uh, situation. Well, not the little situation, excuse me. I don't want, you know, people to start messaging me now about what I just said. Um, I think the situation for Island of the Idols was bad between, you know, the Kelly Dan yeah. uh, issues that they had. That's what I kind of want to say. Yeah. Um, but. All in all, I thought it was great. I thought, you know, they only came to see me and Boston Raw for a couple of hours when they did come. And it was such a small part of the segment. And and I thought it was great because they got to talk to us and let us know where their head was at in the game. And we were giving them just simply examples of being in the same situation and, of course, how it turned out for us. So I thought the mentoring part was awesome. But they came out there to play like they were the the advantages and the people that they brought out to play the game like I thought they were top notch players and after seeing them and going to tribal council I was like damn I'm ready to play this new survivor because everything now became about the resume building your resume you know uh throwing big shots and you know like not being afraid to you know do what you had to do so I thought it was a good season you know actually being out there um, but I know, you know, a lot of the fans didn't, you know, don't get behind it. Mm-hmm. But I thought I was ready to play after 
having so many different people come out there and talk to us and give us their version of what was going on in the game. I was like, oh man, I could definitely play a new school game being the old school player that I am. What was the story that Boston Rob had mentioned uh, that happened uh, with you two on Easter uh, when you were out there for the Island of the Idols? Oh, so for days, uh, uh, Boston Rob. Okay, so you know that that island, uh, there was a tribe that lived there and had moved out like two to three years prior to us settling on Island of the Idols. And that's why there was wild chickens running around and there was plenty of food like uh Pineapples there was a tribe and, of people, not like a, that they had played a season in Fiji and a, a tribe had lived on that beach. No, there was a tribe of uh, Fijians, yeah. hun, you know, that had Got lived it. there for hundreds of years. And then they relocated to the tribe, to the island, excuse me, to the island in front. So they were over there. You could hear the dogs barking and the roosters and the chickens and their boats coming and going. Um, so that island was set up perfectly for me and Boston Rob because we weren't like starving out there. Yeah, we didn't have cookies and crap like that, but it was set up. You know, there was food that could be found. Um, and so for days, Rob kept just looking at the top of the mountain and he was like, man, I want to go up there. And he mentioned it and they were like, look, we'll have to get a guide because there's tons of trails. There were tons of trails. They just didn't know which trail would take you to the top. So then I guess they went to the island across the street, found someone that was willing to take us all the way to the top. This whole time, Rob is telling me, we're going up there, we're going up there. I'm like, I'm not going up there. You're going up there. Like, screw that. I probably didn't say screw that. I probably said worse words than that. Like, I'm not going up there. Leave me alone. Don't bring it up. Don't tell me about it anymore. I'm not going up there. I'm not walking all the way up there. It wasn't a hop, skip and a jump. You know, it was hours. And, um, I'm not one to go outside my comfort comfort zone. And I'm like, I'm not going up there. There's snakes. There's big ass spiders. Like I ain't going up there. Anyway, Boston Rob gets ready to go. The the people come to to guide him all the way up. And then the drone guy came with the drones and the cameraman. And it was like a 10, 11 people. And as they're getting ready to go, I say, Rob, don't leave me. Mm-hmm. Like, don't leave me. Because he he said to me, he said, you're going to regret this. And he walked off and I said, Rob, don't leave me. And I put on my pants and I put my socks on because I didn't want nothing to get in my pants. And I was like, okay, but just don't walk fast. Like don't, but it was an uphill climb. So I was always right behind him. But on our way down, I must've felt like three times, you know, like my pants were a mess. I just kept, because it was such a, a a descent, you know, like it was, and, and we're like, kind of sort of running from tree to tree and grabbing onto the tree to put the brakes on and then run down some more and climbing over rocks. And he even, there was this one point where there was these rocks and he actually climbed the rocks, jumped over a rock where there was nothing. Like he could have tumbled down thousands of feet, you know, to the ocean below. It was a cliff Mm -hmm. and he's jumping, skipping over these rocks. I would have never done that. I was like, hell no, I'm not even going to go look over the ledge, you know, like, no. And uh, when we got to the top, the drone came up and we sat up there for a good bit. And then he was like, see, how do you feel? And I was like, damn, I'm glad that you pushed me. You know, he kept pushing me. You're going to regret it. You're going to regret it. And I was like, see, now I don't have to regret it because you know, he was like, okay, you're going to regret it. He turned his back on me. And I was like, hell no, I'm going because I didn't want it to be a regret after the fact. So I'm glad he pushed me. That was my story. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's a great story. And Sandra, and, and I think 
that I remember, and correct me, please, if I'm wrong about this, that you were a little bit hurt, upset or hurt that Rob said that that he told you he said no to winners at war. I think he told you that Amber had said no, that she had no desire to play since she won All-Stars and that she would never leave their four girls to come out there and play. And then when you saw them out there, or both of them out there for season 40, you were hurt by that. Um, How did you feel? How did you feel about that? Since y'all had gotten so close um, on Island of the Idols. Yeah. Because because when when Jeff asked us, he asked us at the same time together. And I said, sign me up. I always say, sign me up, Jeff, whatever it is. Yes, absolutely. And he said no. And he, and when he said no, and he was like, you know, he said Amber had no desire. She's never been like in the limelight. She's not one to, you know, you know, they have girls now that they have to think about. And an, a, a Never again was there ever a word spoken about the next season. You know, maybe he thought, you know, if I tell her maybe, then we'll start strategizing out there. I don't know. But never again was a word ever said, you know. And it was just a question. It wasn't like, hey, we're going to definitely do this next season. You guys are going to go home and turn around. He was just asking, were we interested, you know. Mm -hmm. And I said yes right away. So once we separated in Los Angeles, I never talked to Rob again. Then again, I went home for 10 days and it was all the same crap all over again. Go get clothes, go do this, go do that, get these releases signed. Like 10 days just isn't enough, you know, to get all this crap done that they, that they want. And, um, you know, people always say you're not supposed to say you talk to people, but there's always one or two people that you talk to. So someone always talks to somebody. And then I remember uh, Tyson saying something like Rob, when Amber was going to get voted out, he says something to the effect of Rob's going to kill me because I was supposed to take care of Amber. So when the fuck were you supposed to take care of Amber? When did this conversation happen? If Rob's always saying he never talks to anybody, you know, nobody knew he was coming. Like, don't give me that crap, you know? Mm-hmm. Um so it just added fuel to the fire. But at the end of the day, Rob is Rob is Rob. You know, I have to respect him for how he plays and everybody plays their own game their own way. It was just I was shocked. And then when I saw Amber, I didn't even know it was Amber because people assume because I know Rob that I know Amber never met her, never talked to her, never exchanged. Well, I already just said, like, I was going to say never exchanged words with her, but that's the same thing as talking. But anyway, yeah, I yeah. have never met Amber ever before in my life. And they assumed that I know her and no, I didn't know her. So uh, when I saw her, I took a double take because I was like, who is that? And then I look and it's Amber and I'm like, what the fuck? They're both out here. <laughs> and I think everybody at that point had the same thought, like, it's not fair. You know, like they're going to make way more money and we're out here with no one to really, really trust because you really can't trust anyone. But yet those two have each other, you know, no matter what the situation is, that check is going to the same address, to the same household, to the same family, Mm -hmm. you know, and it just became a matter of not being fair that there was two of them. And, you know, that wasn't one of the reasons she got taken out, you know? Mm hmm. Sandra, do you think everybody got paid the same amount for doing Winners at War? I mean, you may not know that. You may not want to share that, and that's okay if you don't. Um, I believe so. There's always so much speculation, especially Tyson saying, oh, I'm going to say that they got paid this obscene amount of money. It was pretty much, hey, we're doing an all-winner season, and either you're in or you're out because there's other people that we can replace you with. And who doesn't want to go? 
mm-hmm. you know? Yes. But I don't right. know what anybody else made, but it's always like, oh, they got this amount of money. Let's vote them out. Like, oh my God, no. That is the furthest thing from the truth. It was either you play or you don't play and that's it. Right. Sandra, how did you, from the start of Pearl Islands all the way up to now, Winners at War, how had Jeff, how has he evolved through the years from when you first when he when you first played well i remember when we played in the pearl islands that he actually visited our camp for a day and on heroes versus villains that didn't happen and Mm -hmm. i guess sometime in between that time you know he didn't come out there anymore um to talk to the players or whatever um and he wasn't so involved at the beginning I don't think he was always an executive producer. Yeah, um, that of came the show. up like uh, in probably after Heroes versus Villains, even. Yeah, so I know it's always been different, and um, but I remember when he snuffed my torch in Game Changers, and I said to him, "I said, I know you've been dying to snuff my torch for quite some time," and then uh, after I got voted out, I didn't even realize that they were clapping for me because I had walked off, and then they. They told me, hold up, Jeff is going to come and say something to you real quick. And I was like, you know, I couldn't wait to see him. I was like, yeah, you've been dying to do that crap for years because I know you hate me. And he was like, why would you say that? I was like, because the fans always say that, you know, you always just love the male play. You know, like I told mm-hmm. him the whole spill of things that I was reading. And he was like, you don't know how further from the truth that is. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. and we had a little conversation about it. And then I was like, man, Jeff, I'm glad that I said something because I always thought like, you know, he doesn't care for me. He, you know, you, you feel a, some sort of way about how they're going to treat you. And it's opposite. For instance, I, understand that. I remember, I remember going on the David Letterman show after winning the Pearl Islands and everyone told me from CBS, like, he doesn't want you to be on his show. They're forcing him to do this. He might not be <laughs> yeah. nice to you. Just get ready, yeah. right? Well, his wife had just given birth to his first child. And the first thing I said when I walked off stage was congratulations on your new baby. And he said, oh my God, you're the first survivor I ever liked. And that was it. <laughs> oh, and you it turned was him around. Great, it was All a right. great conversation. Um, Yeah, yeah. Give me bells for that. But you know, I'm glad I said that to Jeff because I would have probably still been thinking to this day had I not gotten that off my chest that he didn't care for me as a player. And he was like, Sandra, that's the furthest from the truth. People are always saying who I like and who I don't like. They don't know. I don't say nothing. Like, I don't, you know, like, I don't say nothing. But he he was like, look, I, you know, thank you for every time picking up the phone and saying, yeah, Jeff, you'll do it. Like, yeah, we, we get along. We really do. I really, and then me, being on Island of the Idols and just being out there and seeing when the camera guys come and how much they have to prepare gave me just newfound respect for them because they do make everything as fair as possible. Cause I had a conversation with Kierhofer. I was like, you know what? I was like, I always thought that when it came to the challenges, like wherever Sandra's going to be, put 30 more knots, wherever Sandra's going to be, dig five you know, five feet deeper. And he was like, no, it has to be even across the board. Yeah, He was like, you don't know the legal implications of it not being fair. Like it has to be on the straight and narrow. Like nothing could be just an inch off. It has to be perfect. And I was like, damn. So you learn a lot from being out there seeing all the crap, you know, the cameramen and everybody, they're sure. behind the scenes, but they deal with a lot of the crap we do. They get hurt, you know, it, no one is um 
uh, how do you say, uh, when it comes to Survivor, everyone that's out there is equal, whether you're the cameraman or the player as far as getting hurt, having to, you know, do these walkthroughs back and forth. You know, when they make us walk back and forth for the cameras to mm -hmm. get the right angle to put it on TV, everybody goes through that together, you know? So I much respect to all of them. Sandra, in season 41, do you think that they will continue having the Sandra bench? Do you think that they'll keep uh, calling uh, the uh, place where people sit out of the challenge the Sandra bench? No, no, that came about in season 40. And I think moving forward, because I sat out of so many challenges, which, by the way, I always say the ones I sat out of, we lost. The ones I participated in, we won. Um, but anyway, um, I think people won't sit out as much, you know, and it's not. And, and like I tell people all the time, it's not just me. If my tribe wants to win and someone has to sit out, they automatically decide who it's going to be. And that's it. You know, um, it wasn't like I'm ready to sit out of every single challenge. It was just, you know, a lot of times what the situation dictated for. Um, and I, we had a lot of strong players and a lot of people that are, you know, it's their mm -hmm. way or the highway. So I didn't mind sitting out because I'm always like, all right, when you do, you can't blame me. Like, that's my philosophy. But I don't think any player will sit out that much because now it's frowned upon. Like it's not safe to do it anymore. Mm -hmm. I could get away with it, but I don't think anybody else can. Sandra, you, you mentioned your appearance on the David Letterman show, and I know you did a lot of media, a lot of appearances. Do you have a favorite? I know you did Letterman and Stern and Jimmy Fallon. What was your favorite appearance of, that you did that you enjoyed the most? It would have to be between uh, Regis and Kelly or even when I went, uh, when Julie Chen gave me my check on Heroes versus Villains, because it was just the funniest thing. Like I wanted to put the check in my bra and then she brought me out this big old check and I had to take it on the airplane. Like it was a big mess, but it was fun all the way around. So I'd probably have to say, um, gosh, I don't want to pick between the two because we were laughing both times. Mm hmm. Uh, Regis and Kelly, probably. Okay. So, so Sandra, that's so interesting that you mentioned about Julie Chen. I want to ask you if you're watching Big Brother, but with Julie Chen, when, when I did my media week and I've had my mom with me, I just want to mention this about Julie Chen. She was so polite and so nice and came backstage talking to my mom. So I just have the greatest, fondest memories of her by the way. So are you watching Big Brother? I am. And I'm oh. glad that the cookout made it all the way to the end. I yes. really like that. But yes. now it's going to get really, really messy. So I know it's going to just be nothing. It's going to be great. Yeah. You know, Sandra, it's really going to be. Do good. you have a favorite of the Big Brother contestants this season? Um, I like Tiffany. That's I what do. I, would guess. I like yeah. X. I like um, Kylan. Like uh Aza and Hannah like I mean they're great but you know like they're not who I'm like oh man mm -hmm. you know so I just gotta see because e even like on Survivor on 41 like you see the cast that you want to kind of pick someone you like but it's more like I gotta see the first couple of episodes before I really like cheer you on and 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 root for you you know like I just gotta hold tight so let's see what happens mm -hmm. so Sandra I talked to Johnny Fairplay this week about you as well. And Johnny 
has one question he wants to ask you. So it ties into this, Rob. Do you mind if I ask? go ahead and ask for this as well? The, go right ahead, T-Bird. All right. All right. So, so, Sandra, this is from Johnny. He said, I have a question. And make sure she hears the entire question before answering. Sandra gives dismissive looks during the dead grandma lie. Many people attribute it to Sandra seeing through the lie. That's a great theory in retrospect, but isn't it more of a case of Sandra not caring about Johnny and his friend and or his news? This isn't to slight Sandra, but she said she just seemed to care more about seeing her husband and can be justified in that. Thanks and long live the queen. That's from that's from Johnny Fairplay or that's from a fan? That's from Johnny Fairplay. Yeah. That's from Johnny. Johnny wants to know that. So that's why I know it ties in with what you were asking, Rob. So, yes. Did did you just not care about Johnny Fairplay? No. And you know what? For anybody listening that loves to sit in front of their computer and doesn't have anything to do, they can look this up. For years, I've been saying the same thing, especially in my interviews right after the season ended, season seven ended. You guys can look this up. I remember... When we brought that liquor, the moonshine from the village and they were drinking and Krista started talking about a tattoo that she has on her ankle. And it was, uh, she had a date because her, uh, I don't know if it was a date. I don't remember what the tattoo was, but her father had passed away and she said that her father had loved survivor and it was in memory of, um, of, of her loved one. And Johnny Fairplay said that his grandmother had passed away and she, he was playing the game in memory of his grandma. And I just remembered that, like that was something that just stuck in my head. So then we see Thunder D talking about dead grandma. So in my head, I'm like, did two grandmas just die back to back? Or is he talking about the same grandma and he's lying? And by then, you know, he'd do all that wrestling commentary mm-hmm. and he talked about what a good liar he was and he always had these great stories and to me it felt like a bunch of lies so in my head i was like either two grandmas died he just lost two grandmas back to back or he's freaking lying mm-hmm. and to me he was lying i did i did not believe it at all okay. and it wasn't about me trying to spend time with my loved one i just didn't buy the whole lie but Rob, ask your listeners, somebody that ain't got nothing to do, has a couple of minutes to spare. See if I haven't been telling the same story from I the believe you. And yeah. So it wasn't yeah. about me, you yeah. know, like I didn't see through it. And his lie was so great that no one could possibly see through it. Mm-hmm. I didn't believe it because he forgot when he was drinking. He talked about dead grandma mm-hmm. and playing survivor in memory <laughs> of dead grandma. <laughs> so now we got another damn dead grandma. Like, damn, they're dropping like flies. <laughs> And again, Sandra, again, that just plays into your to, to being aware, paying attention and and just being so astute in the game. Thank you. Not that I want to take credit for all of that. Maybe sometimes shit just falls in my lap and I just roll with it and just ends up being the right decision. You know, I'm not <laughs> going to say I know every single thing and I'm a mind reader. Mm-hmm. You know, I furthest from the truth. But I just remember that happening. Yep. And he might not. I mean. 
I don't remember every single thing I've had, you know, so many seasons that I've had to erase and start new memories. Like I don't remember every single day or every single challenge or the order in which people got voted off for the most part, but there's certain things that I did always remember. And I got asked about the grandma line so much, you know, and, and that's always been my story since 2003. Mm-hmm. Uh, th- I'd like to uh, jump back to heroes versus villains and, you know, when you get to the merge, uh, that I'm sure that, uh, I, I don't think that you realize just how much the heroes, uh, had been thinking that there was this women's alliance. And then you get, you get there and you are telling Rupert, like, that's not, uh, what's going on here. Uh, me and Courtney were the last people left from our alliance. Um, w- how frustrating was it? that Rupert wasn't doing more with the information that you were telling him, especially after you have that close relationship in Pearl Islands? Well, Rupert was telling JT about it, but JT just believed everything Russell said and always believed Russell's story. So everything I told Rupert, Rupert would tell JT because that's who his alliance was with. And JT would then go back and tell Russell everything I was saying. And in that letter that Russell would read um, that him and poverty would laugh about, the letter was like, if poverty doesn't go first, vote out Sandra. So it was poverty first or then me. So JT had it in for me from the jump. You mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? Like, I don't know why we, I never had no issues with him. Um, so it was either or. So I think he always wanted to give Russell the benefit of the doubt over anything anybody else said. And, and not only, not only Russell, but Candace, I was like, Candace, you know, you can't flip because I'm trying to flip like both of us flipping is not going to work, you know, because I was talking, I knew Candace and I knew Rupert. Those were the only two people that I tried to talk to the most because I knew them personally. So it just didn't pan out. And I didn't know because Russell kept saying like, he's already gotten a hero to flip. And I didn't know that he promised her like, listen, we're going to get rid of every single hero here, but you'll be the last hero standing. And then if you win the challenges, which you're known to be a challenge beast, then you can, you know, by yourself, get yourself further on in the game, which sounded really, really good to her. Mm-hmm. You know, why not? Um, so. And then at, at the tribal council where poverty plays uh, the idol on you and the idol on uh, Jerry, did you have any sort of a heads up that she was going to do that? Absolutely not. And I felt indebted to her at that point. Yeah. And then that vote would have been what? A five, five tie then. And then uh, were you ready to go to rocks that night? I think I would have done whatever they would have wanted me to do. Like I said, I was always at the bottom. They told me things last minute. They never wanted to give me a heads up about what was going on. Um, You know, because I, I was forced to be with Russell and Danielle and, and poverty uh, for a number's sake, but they were never really in my heart. I wasn't in their alliance and they, you know what I'm saying? Like it was just because I needed to survive that I had to a lot of times, you know, follow along because I was outnumbered. Um, but I had no idea about that. And, and then she, she didn't need it for me, but we weren't for sure what the situation, I guess she didn't know for sure what the situation was going to be. And just to be safe, she just played him. But that was a big ballsy move at the time. Yeah. You know, that was kudos to her. And you w- know, w- one other question with uh, just the, the heroes versus villains that I had from the re- rewatch was that 
we don't really get to see too much on screen the development of your friendship with Parvati over the course of the game. It's sort of like uh, you're not on the same page. And then by the end of the game, you know, you sort of are, are getting along. Even Jerry, too. We don't see uh, too much of, uh, you know, if you had a friendship with Jerry. Can you just talk a little bit about how the relationship with the other women from the villains, uh, like uh, what what that journey was like? Well, once Danielle was gone, then the only ones left were Jerry and myself. So who else is Parvati going to have out there? You know what I'm saying? And Boston Rob and Courtney were gone. So I had absolutely no one. Um, and then, of course, you know, Russell always put Parvati above Danielle anyway. Um, and then me and Jerry actually got tighter than me and Parvati and me and Parvati were fine. It wasn't until later on in years that she would make snide remarks and in her interviews about me that then I started becoming very, um, not caring too much about her in nice words, Mm -hmm. you know, like not giving a damn about Parvati, you know, period. Um, but like I said, it always starts with them towards me. I, I don't have that attitude at the beginning. I hope not, you know? Um, but anyway, my relationship with Jerry was way stronger than my relationship with poverty. And I remember Jerry always telling me like, Sandra, once we got down to the nitty gritty, she was like, Sandra, if you ever hear my name come up, make sure that you tell me, you know what I'm saying? And, um, so she was mad at final tribal council that I was supposed to tell her that they were coming after me when in fact, like Russell came up to me and said, Hey, it's me, you and poverty. Poverty said, Hey, it's me, you and Russell. And Jerry's like, Hey, Sandra, it's me, you and Russell. So again, I kept my mouth shut. That was the whole Lil and Johnny Fairplay situation all over again. Hey, Sandra, it's me and you. Hey, Sandra, it's me and you. So, Hey, why should I, you know, ruffle feathers? Just leave it alone and see what happens. So Jerry was mad that I didn't tell her that she was going to get voted out. And, I said to her, I said, Jerry, you have to remember there was a time when I came up to you and I asked you, and I said this not too long ago when we had a, um, a villains reunion on zoom and she got, she got defensive about it. Um, I said, Jerry, I remember coming up to you and saying, when are you going to vote Russell out? When are you ready to, you know, get rid of him? And she said to me, I pinky swore that I would never write his name down. And she told me, I don't want to hear anything about it ever again. And hey, you don't got to tell me two times. I'll never bring this shit up. So when he said, Jerry's got to go, why would I go and tell Jerry? Didn't they pinky swore? You know, like, wasn't there a pinky swore involved in this? But she gets mad about the whole pinky swore. Like, I'd never do that. And again, go back to my interviews from when this all happened. And she pinky swore. She told me she pinky swore. I'll never forget that either. Like, how do you pinky swear? And stand by it. Like, that's baloney. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because you could cross <clears throat> your fingers, right? Or your toes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and then the pinky swear doesn't yeah. matter. Like, or or, or like you who? could pinky swear that I'm going to uh, get you out, Russell. Yeah. Like, please, somebody find the pinky swear. Please, somebody find <laughs> the dead grandma story. Like, for real. Um, <laughs> And Sandra, could you tell us about this villains reunion on Zoom? Uh, who puts that together from the villains tribe? Oh, a bunch of, uh, we were, what were we doing? It was during coronavirus. Sure. And it was a couple of months ago. And, um, 
you know, the Zoom was, yeah. everybody wanted a Zoom. Everybody's sitting at home, not having nothing to do. And a lot of people were watching Heroes versus Villains. And we decided to do a villain Zoom. And I had called and asked Courtney if she wanted in on it. And she said, yeah. And then I sent the message to like, uh, several other people, like the heroes and villains, but the only ones that said yes were the villains. And we even got in touch with Danielle and she was pregnant at the time. And then, um, we got in touch with coach as well. And then, um, we split up, you know, it was a two hour zoom and we split up into rooms because there was a lot of mm-hmm. people. So we just had four rooms and every 30 minutes we'd swap like that. No one's talking over each other. Like coach is telling his story through his eyes, what he experienced. And I'm telling my story through my eyes, you know, because everyone's experience is different, although we're all there at the same time. Um, so, you know, it's, it's like a one-on-one with the fans where everyone got to ask one or two questions because we kept the questions pretty short. Like, don't just drag it on. Like, you know, everybody needs to get an opportunity to ask a question. So every single person in the Zoom got to ask each one of us a question. And then it finished with, I mean, I think we went over by like 30 minutes, yeah. but it was, it was pretty good. Everyone was happy about it. And we made some good money. There it is, the money. Yeah. There's that money thing and, again. And, and, and you know what? It was the first time that I had ever rewatched Heroes versus Villains since it had aired on TV because I only watched it on TV. I never rewatched it again. Never. And what'd you think? I felt like there was so much I hadn't seen the first time around. And it's because I think I would have people in my house and they were always talking or asking questions or when they see you on the screen, they kind of cheer and you miss a lot. And back then, you know, it wasn't easy to just, I think we still have VCRs where you have to record and go back and watch and then things happen and you just never find time to rewatch it, you know? But I felt like I was watching it for the very first time all over again. And that there were things like, I remember putting on Instagram, this one scene where we're pushing these big blocks and it's Tyson. I think with no Tyson was with me. Parvati, I think was with Russell and the block comes back and hits her on the forehead. Mm -hmm. So I just put that clip of her getting knocked in the head by the, by the big block. And uh, (laughs) it was me kind of being mean. Mm Mm-hmm. It was my mean girl moment, um, but I had noticed it like, and then, oh, and there was a scene where Russell's talking about hating like episode five or maybe episode six, hating Boston's Boston Rob's hat and that it might come up missing something to yeah. that effect. Yeah. And I'm like, that's crazy. How I turned around and burned his hat. That's right. Yeah. He said, I don't even like that little bee hat. Mm-hmm, something like that. <laughs> yeah. And I never noticed that, you know? Yeah. So obviously you and Russell have some wonderful fiery chemistry together. So believe it or not, I did reach out to Russell and he had a short little comment for you that I'd like to read to you. So this is from Russell from yesterday. He said, this is a complete quote. Sandra is the most beautiful, sweet player that I've ever played with. Exclamation point. She's also so smart and athletic. Exclamation point. That's for you from Russell. That has to be sarcastic. <laughs> Are you sure you got the right Russell? That's Russell. And that's exactly, that's exact. It was short and sweet and to the point. But, you know, time heals all wounds. So, you know, maybe he softened up a little bit towards you, Sandra. 
Yeah, I don't know. I mean, listen, every time I had seen him at an event after the fact, I would always say hi to him. Like we'd be around the same circles and he wouldn't acknowledge me. And then I'd speak the first word and be like, hey, Russell, how's it going? And then it was like we'd start talking again. And I never said that he was a horrible player. He's a good player. Like he really like people know, you know, they love Russell. You know, that's how life is. You know what I'm saying? Like, um, we just from time to time butt heads and I always would tell him and he didn't like it when I would say that if it wasn't for poverty and Danielle and Jerry protecting him, he wouldn't have lasted as long as he did in that game because we were after him week after week after week. You know what I'm saying? Especially me. I just wanted him gone. Um, so, but he doesn't like to hear that. And that's how I feel. You know, mm-hmm. if these girls would have ever gave them up and turned on him, he wouldn't be in the game. But he just likes to say, you know, he controlled every single vote. He controlled every tribal council. He always knew this, that, and the third. And that's great. You know, whatever. Um, we just had, and then I didn't like when, of course, I played. Let me see. I think it was Game Changers that he was like Sandra ate Sandra, which I did put on a lot of weight. Uh, he didn't understand how my husband could lay down next to me in a bed. Um, it's easy. You just lay down and that's it. You shut your eyes and you go to sleep. Um, but you know, it was just, it was just us going back and forth and it's best, I guess, for both of us to just block each other, which he right. blocked me. So then I turned around and blocked him as well. Yeah. So, you know, well, you don't need that in your life. It, it boiled down pretty much to him always talking junk about me. And then me saying in, in I don't remember if it was Twitter or Instagram where I said, um, you know, like every morning he wakes up and thinks about me and the million dollars that he lost. Yet every morning I wake up and my life is fulfilled because I don't think about Russell every day like Russell thinks about me. So that was like a blow to him. Yeah. Uh, something to that effect. You live rent free. All over. Yeah. So <laughs> it is what it well, is. Sandra, what were you going to say, say to last, last summer when he did his top 100, um, the top 100 survivors, which I thought it was interesting. You were, they had you, he had you at number six and he was number seven. So, you know, that was an out for him, but he did say that you are a, now this was not sarcastic, that you are a great person in real life. So if you take the game out of the equation, I think y'all are going to be okay. Oh, I mean, I appreciate that. Like I said, T-Bird, listen, I get along with just about every person but the minute you say something then I have to reply you know what I'm saying I just can't stay quiet um but for the most part if I saw him walking the street I would definitely say hi how's it going you know what I'm saying Mm -hmm. like I don't it's been so long you know what I'm saying that 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 check has been deposited in my account like I've moved on (laughs) and you know like you know how I am, guys. Mm-hmm. One day I'm on social media, the next day I'm on vacation with my family, not giving a damn about what's being said. Sure. You know, like I'm, I keep it moving. So I know your check for Pearl Islands and Heroes versus Villains have been deposited. So I want to ask you uh, a diff- the difference in final two or final three. So which do you like better, the final two like uh, Pearl Islands or the final three like Heroes versus Villains? 
it all depends on where I'm sitting. Like as a fan, I don't care if it's final three or final two, because most of the time there's going to always be one player that gets zero votes. So they really don't count anyway. You know, they're just there physically. Um, but it all depends on if I'm sitting there, if it's final two and I'm sitting there in the final two, then I'm happy as a clam. If it's final three and I'm sitting there in the final three, I'm, I'll take that too. You know, so for me, it really doesn't matter. Like I don't, I don't feel like that's one of the things that they should bring back to survivor. Like that's not on my top list of things. You know what I'm saying? Like, Either way, as long as I'm up there, I just want to be up there. That's all. Mm-hmm. Sandra, that have you thought in this uh, long layoff of since there's been any new Survivor anymore about ever playing again? You know what? When I said I would retire, that was within the first 24 hours of me leaving Edge of Extinction. And I had to do that interview right away because the families were already flying in for the family visit. So within 24 hours, I was gone from Ponderosa. And maybe that first week or that first month, I'm like, screw this. I'll never do it again. But then two months pass and six months pass and a year goes by and two years later, you're like, damn, I'm ready to go out there. You know, like, you know, abuse me some more. Like if you (laughs) call me, sign me the hell up. Like I remember telling Jeff, like, I was like, if it's for Island of the Idols and I could come out here and be like a Cochran and sit on a boat and give someone advice for three hours, sign me up. If it's to play this horrible, miserable game, lose my number. But the truth be told, if he called me again tomorrow, sign me the hell up. Like, Mm -hmm. I don't know. I just love Survivor so much that it doesn't even matter. Okay, so Sandra, and then I did read too that you and your daughter had had made it to the end of casting for Blood versus Water. So maybe that one can be the next one for you. No, so my daughter made it far, um, but then when she didn't get shots, when she they never gave her a shot, um, I knew she hadn't made it. So we, you know, we were in the running. I never interviewed personally. They flew my daughter out. She spent the week in California and came back, but it was never, it was never like written in stone. You know, I was closer to getting on Micronesia on fans versus favorites than mm-hmm. I was on blood versus water. Well, which daughter did you decide? Was it your, your oldest Tatiana or your youngest one, Alana? <laughs> Yeah, it was my oldest Tatiana because she was 17 at the time and would be turning 18 by the time it filmed. My other one would have been about 15 at that time. So it wasn't her. It was what Tatiana. about Marcus that gives you the advice? Was he ever wanting to do it? No. Um, you know, my husband's been in the army and he just can't get up and go and sit somewhere for 45 days because, you know, 39 days to play the game and a couple of days to hang out before and after. Um, he just never has had the opportunity. He just can't take that kind of time off. You know, he's a senior leader. They depend on him for a lot. You know, the higher rank you have, the more they depend on you for certain things. So no, my husband has never, he'd rather just watch it on TV. He'd rather just watch you. If I'm on TV, he'll watch. But to be honest with you, like I remember when Sarah uh, in Game Changer, she was like, is your family coming to the finale? I was like, no, I didn't win. So they don't give a damn. I think that really hurt her feelings. <laughs> oh, because <laughs> that, uh, she, that she wanted your family to come and uh, watch her win? <laughs> well, she thought she thought she was going to get to meet them, but oh. my family didn't care. Like, I yeah. just went with a bunch of friends that are huge. You know, like, why drag somebody that don't want to be there? You know what I'm saying? They didn't care about it. You know, my kids were teenagers living the life. They'll catch it mm-hmm. on TV if they want to see it. If I'm not in it, 
They don't care. That's yeah. like my family. If I'm on, all the Puerto Ricans watch. If I'm off, if I'm off forget it. Mm-hmm. Their TVs are somewhere else. They're watching something else. Some telenovela. Yeah. <laughs> Do you think that your <laughs> girls would ever want to play the game? I don't know. Uh, both of them, uh, my youngest actually spent a whole week in California for uh, the season Nick one, um, David versus oh. Goliath. You mean like going oh, through wow. casting? Mm-hmm. That's very interesting. My daughters, they've always reached out to my girls. It wasn't my girls applying. It was them saying, hey, we want your girls to come and spend a week in California and see if they'd make it on the show. Mm-hmm. Well, how far did Alana get in the process? The same as Tatiana. I was like, maybe I shouldn't have said that. Now people are going to be like, let me see what them girls look like. <laughs> the queen's daughter's out there killing it. Mm-hmm. My princess. Yes. The prin- yes. The princesses. The princesses. The princesses. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The princesses. Sandra, who is the best player that you've played with or maybe not played with to never win? Oh my God, there's so many. Every, every Tiber, come on. Every season has a player that should have won their season. Every, every, um, let me see. I, I, I always jump to Aubrey. Aubrey was such a good player, man. In Game Changers, I didn't want to play with her because she was so close to winning. She was a great player. Um, let me see. Oh my God. Every season, uh, who else I thought would have won that didn't? Um, Gosh, I've, I've always answered this question. Hold on. Let me think. Let me think. Let me think. I'm trying to think of names now. Who made it to the final three? Well, I'm glad I said Aubrey because she's always one that sticks to the top of my head. Like somebody like Malcolm, people like yeah. uh, Ozzy, like you'd wish that they'd finally win something. You know, Sari, um, you know, they're just so good. Rob Sesternino. Oh, Sandra. <laughs> you always wish they, you know, made it far enough yeah. or that they were there, but then didn't get the votes. You know, can I ask you uh, one of the other what if questions that uh, comes up mm-hmm. when we rewatch Heroes versus Villains? If you go home that night that it's between you and Courtney, how do you think Courtney ends up doing? I think Courtney would have done well because now, you know, she knew, uh, you know, JT was best, is best friends with, um, um, her ex-boyfriend. Steven. Uh, yeah. Fishback. Yeah. So you would think that they automatically would gravitate towards Courtney, you know? Do you think she would have flipped to the heroes? With James, I think she would have probably flipped to the heroes. I mean, the villains weren't showing us no kind of love. Parvati, Danielle, you know, Russell, yeah. and even Jerry, because Jerry needed safety. Yeah. So she clung, you know, she was clinging on to them as well. And Courtney knew so, Amanda too. Uh-huh. She knew Amanda. They were in China together. Um so I think there's a chance that Courtney would have done well. You know, it's hard to say what would happen, you know, mm-hmm. or what if, you know, it's just one of those what ifs. But I think she would have done well for herself, too, because Courtney's a smart player. You yeah. know, she, she's a finalist. That little mouth of hers. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, she was a finalist with Todd. That's right. Mm-hmm. Um, who else? Who else was out there? Stephanie. Stephanie LaGrosso could have definitely won. Sure. Um. Man, this so, Heroes versus Villains was an awesome cast. Like there was some good players out there, like for real. Mm-hmm. And I want to point out too. So Rob, Sandra named people that have never won best, some of the best players to never win. So I just want to point out to you, Rob, that Sandra had actually 
voted for you, Rob C., in her top five for Survivor Hall of Fame. Oh, well, that's greatly appreciated, Sandra. Yes. Oh, you're welcome. I don't even remember who was on there. Who was who was on there? Todd? Rob? Who else did I name? I don't remember when that came out. T-Bird, who were the others? Now that you brought it up. Rob? I don't, you know what? I don't know. I actually, I just saw that it was. <laughs> well, uh, well, we, well, we got the important hey, ones, saw, T-Bird. We don't need to get the whole got, list. Yeah. <laughs> that's right. We got, we got my boss in. So that's what yeah. I thought. That was pretty, you know. When, yeah. yeah. Well, that, that would have been a lot to me. was pertinent at the time. Yeah. yeah. Sandra, that one of the things that I had been wondering when we watched Pearl Islands was that you played uh, right after we played in Survivor of the Amazon. And then, you know, we're talking about your Survivor fandom. Did, had you been watching Survivor of the Amazon all up to when you uh, all went out to go play in Survivor Pearl Islands? I had watched it. As a matter of fact, when I interviewed with Jeff for the very first time, it was the episode where Jenna was being mean to Christy Mm -hmm. and was talking behind her back so she couldn't read her lips. And I remember Jeff asking me about the season and what I thought about it. And I was like, I hate those bitches. And he was like, who? I was like, Jenna and Heidi. And he was like, damn, like that. I was like, yeah, like I couldn't be on a tribe with them. Uh, You know, like I just went on about it. Um, Yeah. And yeah, that was the episode when Jeff interviewed me and I, you know, like it was yesterday, you know, and that really got his attention um, because I was just so, uh, you know, I didn't, you know, mince my words. I just straight up was like, I hate those bitches. <laughs> like, uh. <laughs> Sandra, if you had You're made all stars, if you hadn't have been sick and you'd made all stars, who would you have gravitated more to? Boston Rob, Lex, or Rob C. Well, but T Bird, what tribe would they put me in? Who, whatever tribe I'm on, that's who I would gravitate towards. You know. Um. So it all depends. You played, and, do Do you think you could have had a good alliance with Rob Sesternino? Do you think that could have worked? Oh yeah. yeah I why mean, wouldn't like it, T Bird? Yeah, I'm Listen, with, I'm I'm with, anybody. with anybody too. Yeah, and I and I'm always with the majority. I always want to be with the numbers. And if he's part of those numbers, yeah. then we would definitely play together. But you have to tell me what tribe I'm on and who's on there. Yeah, you got to take know? somebody off. Okay, so, all right. I need. I'm gonna have to give you more information. Hmm. Mm-hmm. All right. And I love Lex. So I definitely like Lex is so down to earth. I've known him for so many years. Um, I met him at the finale of All Stars. So, you know, like, you yeah. know, I have respect for everybody out there, especially everyone being All Stars and me watching their seasons. I would have, I would have probably been starstruck by a lot of them, you know? Mm-hmm. So you just got to tell me what tribe I'm on and I tell you who I, I think I could potentially work with. Mm-hmm. Well, so the, I guess this is what I was really thinking with that question. You know, if you play with somebody like, say, a Boston Rob, and, and Rob, see, I'm not sure where I'm going to put you in here on this yet. Boston Rob, who might say what he needs to say to get what he needs at the moment. Lex is mm-hmm. not that way. Lex is going to tell you exactly what it is, and you can trust him completely, which, is, of course, has hurt his game. And Rob, see, probably is going to be in the middle of that. So I was just wondering which one you'd rather play with, somebody that you know is going to shoot you straight, 
Lex, somebody that's on the other end, Boston Rob, who's going to say whatever he needs to say at the time to get you to do whatever he wants you to do. And then Rob C., we're going to put you in the middle there. Well, but but Keeper, too, you have to, like, definitely, the way you put it, it would be between Lex and uh, Rob C., right? If if Rob is just going to tell me what I want to hear. But I think the whole issue with Boston Rob didn't happen until All-Stars and it developed late into All-Stars. So that would have probably been a different dynamic. Like, would that have still happened if I was there? You know what I'm saying? Like, yes. Because Rob didn't seem like that type of person where he played in Marquesas, you know, Mm -hmm. he wasn't the person he turned into in All-Stars, you know, so... Am I right or am I, hear I wrong? That. I hear that. Yeah. Rob C got awfully quiet, didn't he, Sandra? <laughs> I'm not sure why, but well, he did. Yeah. But you get what I'm saying. Like the controversy between well, Rob and yeah, Amber Rob, and Lex happened sure. in All Stars. It's happened so. in All Stars. Yeah. That um, you know, I, I think that uh, R- Rob Mariano like uh, like had a gear that he uh, threw his game into in Survivor All Stars that we just didn't even know he had yet in Survivor Marquesas. Yeah, because listen, in in Heroes versus Villains, it was all about. Courtney, Rob, and me. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, maybe down the road he would have threw me under the bus and I would have done the same. You know, it is what it is. Uh, but at that time, never was there any indication otherwise. So I can't speak those words about how he would have treated me in the game. And then we spent those wonderful 36 days together in Island of the Idols and we never had a fight. You know, we never had an issue where I was mad at him. You know, we had our time together and our time separate while we were there. We weren't together 24 seven. You know, although we're in the same confines, like he would do his thing. I would do mine. Um, so we were together, but separate, you know, we had a wonderful time. So I've never played with him, uh, in a sense where he was coming after me and we were going after each other. So I haven't seen personally that side of Boston Rob, mm-hmm. other than he just didn't tell me that he was going out there. That's all. Yeah. But I'm over that. All right, T-Bird. Uh, anything else for Sandra? Gosh, Sandra, you know, we could talk to you all day. I just appreciate the time you've given us. The timing could not be better. What a way to end our season two, talking with T-Bird, to have the queen on right before we start this exciting season 41. Sandra, thank you so much. I admire you in so many ways. And I I really want to make a point to say this, Rob, about Sandra. Sandra, I don't know if Sandra and I have ever met, but I'm just a little old down here person. And whenever, whenever, Ever, I have reached out to Sandra to help me locate somebody or get, she texts me or calls me back immediately, immediately. She always has. And we've really not had that relationship where she feels like she needs to do that, but she always has. And Sandra, I want you to know how much I appreciate that and how much I appreciate you. Thank you so much. Oh, T-Bird, I appreciate that. Listen, anything you need, like I told you, you call me and the minute I can answer you back or call you back, I definitely will. I know it's kind of funny because like I said, here in Puerto Rico, it's hard to get connection. Like I'll hear a message from my husband a day later. He'll be like, did you get my text? And then I'll be getting his text just as we're talking. I was like, oh, I just got it. And it'll be the text <laughs> from the day before. But it's just the connection here in Puerto Rico because I know T-Bird was trying to get a hold of me with yeah. the phones. You know, it's 
yeah, it's just how it is when you're in the mountains, you know, you mm-hmm. got to go down the mountains to get the connection. But yeah. I was like, let me go down the mountain for T-Bird and Rob and let me do this for them. And, you know, and plus I needed some Q-tips and some soap and <laughs> pen and shoulders. So yeah. I'm killing two birds and, and with Rob, one stone. Yes. It's, it's Sandra and Rob. So I told Sam that works for, for Rob. I said, don't worry. I said, if she's not getting right back to me, it's because she's out of the country because she always always gets right back to me. Rob, I do not want to forget this last clip that I've got for Sandra yes. with another fan favorite that played with her that has a has a nice thing, a nice comment she wants to, to leave for Sandra. Let me see. Here we go. Let's. Oh, Sandra, 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 the queen, the queen. It was an amazing experience to play with her. She started Michaela. off <laughs> no holds barred, 100%. Her first words to me were essentially, Michaela, I saw you crying before the game started and I didn't think you was going to last. If you don't want me to vote for you, (laughs) make sure nobody else is going to vote for you because I vote with the group. (laughs) 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 So that's how our relationship started. And uh, she turned into an amazing... I don't even know if I can say the word mentor. I just like watching Sandra work. I've seen her flip votes with nobody knowing. I've seen her create chaos. I've seen her just do things that that make it very obvious and clear to me why she is the two-time winner of Survivor. Uh, so, anywho, Sandra, you're amazing. So happy to have been able to play with you. And I think you are a superstar. Superstar woman and a real one. Wow. T-Bird, I recognized the voice the minute I heard it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Sandra, and so much respect for you from so many people. Everybody, I reached out to a few people. I got comments back from everybody. Again, you are so respected and loved. And again, barely a vote cast against you in the two seasons that you won. I think you only lost four jury votes of a possible 16. You're deserving of the title of the queen, and the queen stays queen. Thank you. Thank you, T-Bird. Yeah. Thank you, Robin. And thank you to yeah. all the fans that voted for the Pearl Islands and for Heroes versus Villains. Like you guys, uh, I mean, my day was a good day, but you know, you you guys make it even better, really. Like, and, and to all the survivors that I've ever played with, and to all the ones I've met along the way, like, you know, that's why I love this game because. At the end of the day, you know, it, it's awesome. It's been a great journey. I love everybody that loves me. If you don't love me, I don't love you. Uh, <laughs> so I'm not talking to everybody because I know I don't have fans out there. But for the most part, anybody that knows me will always say, I hope something kind about me. Like, you know, but thank you guys. Yeah. And Sandra, I, I just want to thank you as well. Uh, always appreciate you uh, making time uh, for us here today and all the times over the years. It meant so much to me that you were there for uh, uh, all of us with the 10 year anniversary party uh, when we got to see you in person for the premiere. We had no idea that that would be like the last party for uh, a while, but uh, it was yeah. uh, so special that you were there with us that night. Oh, and I love being there, Rob, because I, I had told, um, 
a couple of people. I was like, I want to stay in LA. I want to, I don't have nothing to do when I go back home. Like, can I just stay for Rob's premiere? And they let me. And then I flew home and then the COVID hit. And I was glad that I had my last hurrah. Mm -hmm. And it was thanks to you. It was a star study event. I seen so many people I had never met before from the LA area. You know, like, you know, it's nice to be around. That's when I'm Sandra from Survivor. Yeah, that's Mm -hmm. when I'm Sandra from Survivor. But then when I go home, I'm back to wifey, mom, you know, employee, Mm -hmm. you know, the hats change. But, you know, you allowed me to have my last final hurrah before it all hit. So thank you. I appreciate that. Well, it was uh, so great that you were there that night and uh, appreciate you uh, making all this time. And if there's ever anything we could do for you, let us know, Sandra. I sure will. You guys take it easy. Absolutely. All right. Bye. All right. Bye-bye. Thank you, Sandra. Bye, Sandra. All right. T-Bird, uh, there you go. Uh, the queen, Sandra Diaz-Twine. Yes. Yes. Wow. The majesty. How about that, that T-Bird? That was fantastic. That was fantastic. Yeah. Yes. Incredible. I've got the biggest smile on my face right now. I don't know if you can, can tell by listening to me talk, but that I, I was I think fantastic. I can usually tell. I- you know, we're not on Zoom, but I can usually imagine it. Ugh. I mean, yeah. I'm smiling so big right now, and I'm hoping that she got that. I, would, I know she's. If you follow Sandra, which a lot of people follow the Queen, that maybe you got some information today out of our chat that you didn't know before, which is always a lot of mm-hmm. fun. So she is, you know, I, I just think she's she's amazing. Yeah, and and I think her strategy, and again, just the way she reads people, and, and even just listening to, to Fair Play about his the dead grandma lie. It was only because she was listening when he was talking that she got that. So, I mean, she's really, she really pays attention when she's out there playing and she's out of the game. Just like Russell said, she's a great, a a great person in real life. And I can attest to that for as many times as she's reached out to me, whenever I've asked her for help, she has always been there. So I really admire her for so many reasons. So, So glad we got her today. Perfect timing. T-Bird, let me just add uh, this interview with Sandra Diaz-Twine. Sponsored by our friends over at Geico. Do you own or rent your home? Sure you do. I bet it could be hard work, but you know it's easy. Do you know, T-Bird? Bundling your policies with Geico. Geico makes it easy to bundle your homeowner's or renter's insurance along with your auto policy. It's a good thing, too. Because you already have so much to do around your home. Go to Geico.com and get a quote. And see how much you can save. It's Geico easy. Visit Geico.com today. That's Geico.com. T-Bird, season two of Talking with T-Bird is in the books. It, oh my gosh. So so good news, bad news. Good news, good news, good news. That, like you said, is our finale. How do you do any better for a finale well, than royalty, yeah. than the queen? It was fantastic. All right, so Rob, this was, I think, how many episodes? Is this like... <laughs> 34 episodes of season two. So it's going to be long. I think season one, I think season one, we did like lucky 13, but season two up to 34. So now I guess we're officially can say we're getting ready to start season three. Yeah. Season one, we did in between uh, survivor uh, 38 and 39. Uh, So the summer of 2019 was season one of talking with D-Bird. And then we uh season two really started like uh what may of or june of uh 2020 
and this has gone on for the last, you know, uh, 16 months or so. Right. It's like Edge of Extinction. It goes on and on and on and on and on. So anyway, yes, we are now moving yeah. on to season three. Oh, listen. This so was, I was the, wondering, this is it's so the 47th funny that you say that. Uh, talking with T-Bird today. What? What did you say, Rob? This is the 47th talking with T-Bird by my uh, calculations. Oh, oh, the, oh, total of both seasons. Okay, so it was so funny because I saw something that you posted on your on your Twitter about the final, the final talking with T-Bird. I saw that. Of the series, of, this, thought, of the top no, 40 no, no, countdown. No, no. Yeah, but but you didn't say of the series. You said this is the final talking with T-Bird. And uh, a gentleman, Scott... I think Scott Chernoff, who follows us, said, whoa, is that it? Is that it? And I'm thinking to myself, is that it, Scott? I'm thinking the same thing. So I'm glad I wasn't fired over Twitter. <laughs> That's good news. So never, get it into season never. three. Um, is that what I, is that what I said? Let me, let me just look at the, tw- at the tweet. I don't want to be yeah, misquoted yeah. here. And Rob, seriously, I was going to text you and say, Rob, have I just been fired over yeah. Twitter? Because yes. even Scott thought the same thing. Read yeah. it, read it, and you'll see. You'll so, think that too. Yeah. Um, so I wrote that I wrote about like congratulations to the be- the f- number one best season of all time. Blah 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 blah. And then and then in the I had one more one last tweet that said finally we could not close out this series without getting loud with the Queen Sandra Just Twine on one last talking with T Bird uh, later this week. We couldn't yeah, close last, out the series one without last one last talk talking with T Bird. I know. I thought this was it. I thought we were. I thought I was. I didn't call it it the series finale of talking with T Bird. Well, you said one last, and I thought, but 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 before that, I said we can't close out the series without one last talking with T Bird. Well, hey, it's good to know. I I, but I thought, hey, I had a good run. We've got. I mean, forty-seven episodes is a lot. Like we're kind of running out of survivors, right? Uh, no, we're not running out of survivors. Have you lost your mind? What are you saying here? No, but we're going to have to decide, Rob, for season three. Are we going to go back? I mean, we're going to change it up and go with some of these new players from season 41. Or are we going to stay uh, back? No, we're just, we'll, we'll work it out. We'll work it out. Yeah. But I'm just so happy that we're still continuing with season three. Yes. All right. Well, Whew, yeah. T-Bird, good. you still have your list of people to track down. So we have that. Absolutely. We... Yes. I've got that. We still need to hear what you have to say about season 41. Okay. Yeah. I'm excited. And, yes. you know, whatever whatever else you want to talk about, T-Bird. All right. Perfect. Yeah. So you keep, okay. you keep finding, but I mean, nothing says that we can't, you know, if you track down somebody, an older uh, survivor player, I mean, in terms of like uh, from the, the old school. But sure. Yeah. Then, sure you player. know, we could talk to them about the season. Okay. Season 41. Perfect. Yeah. Okay. Okay. All right. All right. Perfect. T-Bird, perfect. where can people uh, follow you during uh, the Survivor 41 season proper? Okay. At T-Bird Cooper. At T-Bird Cooper. I, I think that's it. Yeah. Okay. Beautiful. I think that's it. So, all right. All right. To be continued. Yeah. And T-Bird, what's next for you? Okay, so Rob, this is so this is kind of exciting. Yes. So I'm going to be gone the next week. I am going. Guess where? Um, I am okay. Uh, I'm just you're going okay, to guess. Germany. No, 
I'm going to Africa. Africa. What? what? You go back to Africa? Yes. Okay. So I'm not trying to make people think, oh, wow, she thinks she's something else. No, it's not that at all. I'm working. I'm working the flight to Joburg, Johannesburg, South Africa. That's where I'll be. So I'm actually going for work. But I'm getting to go, and it's a long, it's a, it's a, it's a long trip. Yeah, they've just got us laying over a long time. But listen to this, Rob. Guess who's going with me? I don't know. Frank. Okay, I'll tell you, Frank. My uh, no, no, Frank's not going to Africa with me. My son Tyler is going to Africa with me, and um, he's never been. Wow, he's never been. So it's really cool to take him over there. Now, of course, he's not going to see it. Like, I got to see it. But to share part of this, you know, that country with him, even though it's a short few days, I'm really, really looking forward to it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, that's really cool. What, oh, what are you going to do? Uh, well, we're going to go on a safari and just do safari-like stuff. Yeah. But, you know, I know, again, it's not like staying in a Boma, you know, with the elephants walking all around you. But, hey. You only usually get to do that one time in life, and I'm blessed to have gotten to do it. But it actually, Rob, this is kind of fun. My my kids, I, we've talked about this before, as far as watching watching me on Survivor, and I guess Sandra kind of said the same thing about her her kids too. They don't they don't care that their mom was on Survivor. Mm-hmm. Really, that doesn't mean a thing to them. But since Tyler now is going to Africa, I think he might have been looking at some clips. Yeah. From me from Survivor Africa. And he called me out of the blue the other day to say, Mom, I know why they haven't asked you back on Survivor. Why? Now he's never mentioned this before. Okay, so he said, because I wasn't mean and calculated enough. Are That's you what he pl- said. plenty calculated? Well, I wasn't mean enough. He yeah. said you you weren't mean and you weren't I'm like, Well, Tyler, you got a good point there. So mm-hmm. at least it got him thinking about it. he again. He's 29. He's almost 29. He's never mentioned anything, basically, about me being on Survivor. So this Africa trip has kind of sparked some things, which is kind of a neat thing. So I'll keep you posted. Well, that's amazing, T-Bird. That's a really nice yeah. story. It, yeah. So, Rob, don't don't you live... I know you live in North Carolina, where I think I think Sandra lives in North Carolina. I think she's still there. Does she? Are y'all in Charlotte? No. I thought she, she used to be in North Carolina. Are y'all char- in Charlotte? No. Okay. Because I was in Charlotte on Monday, and I thought, Oh, I think no, Rob's other side in of the state. Yeah. Okay, well, I'm not going to start guessing cities and stuff, so let's don't do that. Mm-hmm. But, okay. So I was thinking about you the other day when I thought we were in the same city together. But, okay, now I know we were not. So. Yeah. Okay. So what about you? You finished the top 40. That has got oh, to be a huge so, uh, yeah, accomplishment. Yeah, I don't know what I'm going to do with myself now, T-Bird. Yeah. That, did you realize that was going to be such an undertaking yes. when you when you did it? Yes. Gosh, that was a lot. It was, a, was a it lot. Was a lot. So, it was a lot. It hasn't hit me yet. Uh, I, I finished it. Uh, so... Uh, about 12 hours ago. I finished it at like uh, 3 o'clock in the morning uh, uh, last night. You've just got to be floating on adrenaline now. Uh, that's, yeah. I, I might <laughs> like uh, come crashing down hard at some point today. But right now, uh, just uh, on the rush of finishing the top 40 countdown. All right. So let me just, I just want to ask you this about Big Brother. Okay. I know you're covering Big Brother and very busy with that as well. How cool was it 
to see the final six, the cookout. Yeah, I mean that How was cool. that was very, very exciting. That uh, you know, the, and that it meant so much to so many people who were longtime viewers of the show who had been, you know, uh, like uh, you know, hoping that you know one day uh, that th- they would get to see uh, this this happen and have a black winner of the show. So uh, I mean, it really was a historic season of the show, and I know. Um, you know, not everybody is uh, happy with uh, how it's uh, turning out now as we've gotten to the final six. Uh, but it was, you know, uh, like a, a really, you know, for a, a really silly show, uh, it was uh, really great that uh, we got something so meaningful out of it this season. And, and, and Rob, I know everybody, like you said, is not happy with, with the re- total complete results because you can't make everybody happy. But I was in a conversation with someone very close to me just yesterday who felt differently than I felt. And I'm like, are you kidding me right now? Mm-hmm. Here are six people that stuck together. I mean, and, and I kind of think about Survivor, you know, when, to get six people to stick together to do what they wanted to do, to accomplish what they wanted to accomplish. Six people. Mm-hmm. Now, I saw three people do it with Ethan, Lex, and Tom in Africa, and they were tempted so many times, but they stuck together. But to have six people stick together to accomplish something, I think is fantastic. So, so it really, I've got ghost, I've got goosebumps right now just talking about it because I know how they were probably tempted so many times in the game to jump ship or do something differently, yeah. but they didn't. So I, I really admire all six of them for that. So congratulations, Cookout. I'm proud of y'all. All right. Uh, T-Bird has a very nice uh, note to close things out on. T-Bird, this was uh, so much fun. I, I can't thank you enough for all of the uh, hours and hours uh, you put in to make all of these podcast interviews happen. From the time you spent tracking people down to the hours and hours you spent on the phone uh, with these survivors before we ever even got to record the podcast, uh, to all of the hours and hours and hours you spent on the phone talking to people who knew the people that we were going to talk to on the podcast. Oh, thank you, Rob. I really, I love it. It's a passion. Yes. Plus, I've got the greatest boss. I've got the greatest boss ever. <laughs> well, just, please don't I, I fire, just please don't fire me over Twitter. Okay, I I would never. Call me or text me. I would never. I I will call you personally. (laughs) Yeah. Call me. Okay, great, great. T-Bird, thank you so much. And one last time for season two, uh, let's take you out with the sweet sounds of Teresa T-Bird Cooper. Take care, everybody. Have a good one. Bye.
comes from our friends over at Geico. Do you own or rent your home? Sure you do, and it's hard work, but you know it's easy? Bundling your policies with Geico. Geico makes it easy to bundle your home and car insurance. That's a good thing, too. You're busy enough. Go to geico.com and get a quote and see how much you could save. It's Geico easy. Visit geico.com today.